everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Live, a show where myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net, and... It's Mia Johnson, entertainment editor over at Fansided.com. Talk about the latest goings on in the world of entertainment, usually sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, today's going to be a bit more of a somber episode. Um, obviously, there are a lot of heavy things happening around the country, around the world. Um, a lot of protests following the death of uh, the killing of George Floyd last Memorial Day on Monday by a police officer. And we thought we would kind of take a tour of what's how the entertainment industry is kind of reacting to all of this. Huge things are going on, cities across the country. We're in Chicago. I know we've been experiencing um, all of this. Uh, how are you doing with that, Mia? Because you live in like closer to it, right? Yeah, it, it was kind of weird um, when the you know protest demonstration started here in Chicago because I was out with my family who live on the other side of the city. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was kind of weird for me trying to like um, come home because it was like all of a sudden things are being placed on curfew um, and roads are being closed to make way for all the protesters and demonstrations and stuff. So it was really it. it it, it's impacting the city pretty much oh, from completely. head to toe in, in every neighborhood. Um, but, you know, um, the, I would say the, the looting stuff that's happened. I feel like a lot of the people have gotten that out of their system. The stores are trying to rebuild on top like. of, on top of that with, you know, the, we're moving into a new phase with the coronavirus, um, you know, pandemic so now stores and restaurants have the ability to open so it's kind of like a a weird spot (laughs) pretty much for everyone right now it's very strange like i I, my partner here like he wasn't out of work because of the coronavirus like he was keep going to work during that but Mm -hmm. these he hasn't going to work for the past few days because you know that because they've been shut down so it's, it's interesting this confluence of stuff that's happening and obviously there are strong reactions strong feelings on a lot of sides i don't think we that that we're going to get into, I don't know, the, the, the morality of everything that's going on. Maybe we will. We figured we could figure we to focus on the entertainment industry and what, how yeah. it's reacting to it. But we'll see what happens. And, of course, anybody has comments, feel free to put them in the comments and we'll discuss with you. So first, so we have obviously a lot of companies, celebrities, um, kind of making their statements on the matter. And some yeah. are just putting out words, some are giving money, some are like committing to do things. We had a uh, Marvel, for example, putting out a statement. We stand against racism. We stand for inclusion. We stand with our fellow black employees, storytellers, creators in the entire black community. We must unite and speak out. Netflix and HBO put out statements. Uh, I mean, basically everyone was. Yeah. So I guess our first question can be, what is kind of the responsibility of a company like this during a time like this? Is, yeah. is, is, is a statement where it ends or does more need to be done and is more going to be done? That's a big question. I know Yeah, <laughs> on the table. Yeah. I think what people kind of want to see, it's like, yeah, we don't want empty statements, right? We, if we're fighting towards, inclusivity and equality we want you and this for this probably be one day where i really take time to think about my my words if there's any day for that this is the day <laughs> um but it's like you know we want if we we want to see some solid progress um 
And so I think the the first step is to me uh, with these brands to come out and make statements. Um, sure. To just show that, hey, you know, we're not ignoring this. This is something that we understand because it's like these people are giving you money every month. I'm giving Netflix my money or, yeah. um, you know, Disney or Marvel for my movie. So it's like I want to, you know, people want to make sure they can support these brands um, and just make sure that they're on their side. Uh, the other thing with that, though, is it kind of does fall into this space where it's like sometimes it, it feels misguided for like, um, for example, San Francisco 49ers. I know nothing about <laughs> football, yeah, mind you, but, you know, that's the, the team that Colin Kaepernick played on. Right. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, now you want to make a statement or now the NFL wants to make a statement. So that's a whole <laughs> another issue. But. Um, yeah, I think it, it is kind of twofold and showing like, you know, you're genuine and these are brands you can trust and, you know, they're going to make us, they're going to try to be inclusive to their, you know, black people or people of color that they have working for them and so on and so forth. Right. Like whenever something like this happens, and unfortunately, so things like this have happened pretty regularly for the past 10 years, we've seen, you know, many videos of police abuse of black people and there's always a reaction and there's always kind of a period where people put out these kind of statements and i guess like my fear is that like is this going to be a moment where we put out statements and then move on mm-hmm. or is it going to be something longer lasting it feels different i i, I think a lot of folk can are thinking that will we put out statements and then move on to take bigger change. And just in terms of of the entertainment industry, we've seen some companies and some people uh, kind of uh, pledging to support Mm anti-racist organizations. So we had, although even there, I I feel like there are like different uh, like levels to it. Like Disney pledged to give $5 million to anti-racist organizations, which is nice. But then again, you think, okay, Disney took in like over $60 billion last year. And then you see someone like I liked, um, J.J. Abrams put out a statement through his Better Production Company the other day where he was going to give $10 million over the next five years. Mm. And he and he, he named like a bunch of different trades he was going to give to. And he named like specific policies he wanted to try to push for. Like yeah. the tax system that kind of that a system that disadvantages that disadvantages certain people. And I mean, I think right now we're, 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 we're at a point where we're trying to see, okay, like, can we take this momentum and turn it into something lasting? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a statement like that, where he's like, okay, I have a bit of a plan. Here's what I'm going to do. Like st- stays with me more than like Disney saying, we're going to give $5 million to, fight racism yeah it's it's laudable but i want specifics yeah no i think that's definitely true um yeah i think we in and sometimes it always feels this way where it's like this is you know the moment that we make change and then maybe the momentum doesn't keep up or something and this one though to me does feel different and it does feel like it is just really kind of reached uh, a sort of new height. And I think that is what the, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're hoping for is to see 
these companies to step up. And I mean, companies, yes. I think the bigger picture here is, you know, the politics, you know, um, yes. you know, the way they, you know, defund, take away money from police and military and all that. That's the bigger picture here that I, I am extremely less qualified to talk about, but in the, yeah, in the scope of entertainment, um, it really is just saying, you know, we would like for them to look at their place, you know, in this world and saying, you know, what am I doing to, uh, you know, kind of defeat these old ways, these old habits and make sure that we're being diverse, but also make sure we're supporting the communities um, and things like that. So I really, I'm, I'm surprised the JJ Abrams thing kind of slipped under my radar. I didn't, I didn't hear about that, but that, yeah, that to me sounds like, yeah, that, that sounds to me like the right type of direction to take because you're kind of being conscious about what, do I need to do? What's my part in this? And how can I help? Not just, you know, sitting back and taking a passive role in it. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to like grade people on like how much money you're giving. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's on a competition. And obviously like the, there's a limit to how much like private donations can help at all. I mean, at, at some point it's got to be up to people who are in power in politics to change the system, mm-hmm. whether that's federal, state, local, whatever. But, I mean, it, it does take money to fund efforts to lean on those people and to get them to change oh, yeah. things. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it, it did strike me that J.J. Abrams and individuals donating twice as much as Disney, a multi-cajillion dollar company. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm, like, you know, putting them against each other. But it's, it's kind of hard not to sometimes. When yeah. <laughs> um, Sherry asked... Uh, and I know you guys are commenting. Uh, this is a bit more of a somber thing, so might, we're, we're, I'm going to be a little less jokey, but uh, might not read everything. But she asked, "Why aren't the actors participating in pro- Why aren't the actors participating in protests?" And um, some of them are. Like there definitely have been, if we're talking about the entertainment industry, celebrities who are out there at protests. Just some of the notable names who have uh, seen out there: Tessa Thompson from the Marvel movies, Valkyrie, Michael B. Jordan. Also from Marvel. He was Killmonger, right? Yeah, he was Killmonger Black in uh, Black Panther. we got Ariana Grande, pretty big one. Uh, golden boy, Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. who was everywhere. Mm-hmm. We have a... <laughs> Chalamet. We have a... The, the, the one big Game of Thrones guy I saw was Richard Madden, who played Rob yeah. Stark, was out there, I believe, in Santa Monica. And kind of um, today, who made a big splash was John Boyega from the new Star Wars trilogy. Mia, you walk and, and and he did a bit more than just like again, not that you have to do any of this, but he yeah. made a big splash <laughs> because uh he gave he didn't just march, he 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 gave a speech. I mean, you watched yeah. that speech. What did he have to say? Because he's been yeah, pretty outspoken was, a lot of stuff. It, yeah, he he was, and it's always from the start. He's been very kind of passionate on Twitter about what he believes in. Like we've seen mm-hmm. him you know, stick it to Disney and Lucasfilm. Like you guys aren't, you know, <laughs> going to treat me this way. I'm not going to let people treat me. Um, and so for him joining in on the protests in London uh, earlier today, um, it was just, a, it, it was a really passionate, heartfelt speech. You know, it's like, you know, the day is the day we come together. We're going to fight for equality, fight for our ability to have equal rights and the ability to have a, you know, a good life. Um, so it was a, a very passionate speech. I think this is like one of the first examples where we've really seen a celebrity, at least at this time around in this movement, kind of make a really big, uh, right. passionate speech about this. Um, I will, I, I'll add, um, I think like 
Jamie Foxx was one of the first few people to like make it out to Minneapolis to fly and to talk oh, about okay. it. Um, T.I. and Killer Mike, the Atlanta rappers, they they had their own sort of thing to say. It was more towards like the looting and and for their city. But I think this one was kind of different to see them like see him not only like down and getting dirty and marching, but, you know, also, you know, just just lending his voice and being there with the people. So that was I mean, it was pretty awesome. The Internet went (laughs) went wild for it this morning. Yeah, it it was pretty impressive. I mean, and speaking of the Internet, it's interesting now. That like so much um, kind of uh, activism, if you want to call what happens on Twitter activism, kind of happens on Twitter and on social media. There's like a lot of people kind of, you know, all the time, not not just during this, like kind of talking on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram about this issue or that issue. And it it kind of like throws into relief when you see people actually marching in actual protests. Like it, it just makes me think about um again like what really affects change like is is something on twitter really going to get people moved and active yeah. yeah versus something that's a lot more public and kind of involves more of yourself again not to disparage anyone who says things on twitter because that's an important mm-hmm. public forum i have feelings about i have a lot of feelings about twitter it's just interesting to kind of see some of that discourse spill out into the real world yeah. and um, how it just, I don't know, it seems to hit a lot harder when I I see it happening kind of in the streets. Yeah, I think, I think so. And there was this whole thing yesterday about the social media blackout and kind of the whole purpose of that was to take a step back from regular posting and, allow black voices to come through allow um you know the sharing of any businesses or you know just to share any donations that need to be made or just enhance you know anything black lives matter um but there was also kind of this point of on instagram like putting up a picture of like a black box and you know kind of you know sharing a quote about you know, equality or this and this and that. Uh, and it, it kind of, in, in, in the midst of things, it kind of lost, I wouldn't say it's meaning or it's purpose, but people began to see through that uh, and saying that, hey, it, it's not enough just to post a black box on Instagram and a nice quote, that's not gonna um, do anything. And I think that kind of, kind of segues into another point that we had kind of about the celebrities like, um, was it Emma Watson uh, or Evan Peter? Emma Watson, they really, she was trending. Um, she was. Be- she was because <laughs> some people were kind of calling her out. They were like, wow, for any other, and, and this is what they were saying, so don't put words into my mouth, but, you know, uh, they were like, you've, you've come to the forefront on so many other issues because, you know, she is for women's yeah, issues and all these other things. She's been speaking for a long time. Um, and so they were Twitter was just kind of dumbfounded, I guess, to see that her support, at least on social media, kind of like began and ended with the black box photo on Instagram. Um, And I mean, who knows if that's all she's done. Maybe she has done work in the background. I think that kind of pokes out one of the fallacies of just looking at social media. I completely agree. um, As like the only like, you know, if you don't show your receipt or if you don't show how much money you've donated then you know you're a bad person um uh, which i do yeah, think that's it, <laughs> unfair 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it, it, people have been, as you would like to say, exposed. Some have been on the line of being canceled as well um, huh. because of their takes or silence even on this matter so far, like all in the past, what week, <laughs> a couple of days. A lot has happened. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, f- f- things are running very high. I'm not all surprised to see this. Uh, getting, getting very intense. As, uh, as Sherry says, protests lead to rebellions and actual change. Social media has its place with, with legislative change. I agree. I mean, it's all kind of mixed up together now. It's like mm-hmm. social media activism leads to real activism, um, leads hopefully to change. And I mean, obviously, we don't know how this is all going to turn out. Um, we'll be watching, we'll be seen in Hollywood and beyond. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I just hope uh, that the best outcomes get for everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Do you have any other thoughts on just? No. I want to say the the realest MVP on social media, surprisingly, has been the K-pop fandom. Yeah, every single K-pop stand out there have they've been really. Um, it's kind of been their job to like rally um, and and go out and kind of block all the other like bad or you know hashtags of like, like white, white lives, lives matter, matter or whatever, blue yeah. lives matter um and and they've just been kind of filling that with the right type of support like no maga stuff or anything i think that was another one maybe they had blocked i don't know but it's like they've really been <laughs> mobilizing themselves on social media because that's where that's what they're good at so <laughs> i'll admit i don't really understand k-pop but um Hey, if the fans are all over that, I'm cool. Yeah. You know who you yeah. know who loved it was Cheryl, who 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 who. Oh, who yeah. yeah. She's waiting to come oh, yeah. up. <laughs> um, b- before we move on, we are going to talk about some other um, non-heartbreaking topics. Yeah. Um, uh, if you are interested in donating or learning how you can uh, participate. Um, whether it's protesting or just volunteering or whatever, we're going to leave a link down here to some resources that you can peruse at your leisure. Any other thoughts before we move on on this topic, Mia? Um, yeah, no, I, it, it's, it's interesting to see how this is evolving. And, you know, I'm, I think the best thing is to see how even coming apart, you know, we're all kind of coming together in an odd sort of way all around the globe. So it's happy to see, you know, all the support coming from everyone. Yeah. Sherry says, I hope it doesn't die out without actual change. And Springfield is protesting. Um, Sherry, uh, which, which Springfield do you mean? Because there are a lot of Springfields (laughs) out there. Yeah. I, I was born in Springfield, Illinois, but I know it's Missouri. Yeah. And yeah, that's my concern too, Sherry, that, um, I mean, it's like protesting and giving money and our uh, one thing, like real change, is harder. And um, I, 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 I'm just, I'm just hopeful that we'll see some. But uh, I guess it, it's it's beyond the scope of discussion to say historically if that's likely. But I hope yeah. we see some. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Why don't we talk about some things happening in movies and TV just to lighten the mood a bit? Okay. Today, although not too much, actually, this is quite kind of kind of related. Yeah. So the coronavirus is still shut down a lot of television. Things still aren't getting made, but we do still have some TV shows that are done coming down the pike. And one of the most interesting to me is a show coming to HBO called Lovecraft Country, which is coming. I'm sorry, 
this fall, and HBO released a trailer or a teaser just this morning. Why don't mm-hmm. we have a quick watch? I love stories. Heroes go on adventures in other worlds. Defy insurmountable odds. Stories are like a living thing. My father. He wrote me. We have a secret legacy. A birthright that's been kept from us. Lovecraft country. Bad place. It's not real. You sure? They don't like outsiders at all. I found more than a few stories about travelers being attacked in the surrounding woods. By what? There's more, but you get the idea. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Mia, of Lovecraft Country, a new show about, um, based on a book, kind of about a trio of friends who take a horrific road trip through Jim Crow era American South? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's an interesting Premise. take. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, because it is kind of they're dealing with it's like not only like the monsters who are racist but like actual mm-hmm. monsters is that is, is that what i'm to understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that, that, i think that's the idea that hp lovecraft is a a horror author who is also yeah. extremely racist by the way so i think it's very purposeful they chose him <laughs> um his whole thing was like there are monsters that are kind of beyond our understanding like other dimensions out in space that's even to look upon them drives people mad. He was the mm-hmm. guy who did Chitulu, if you ever heard that thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, it's it's an interesting kind of like mishmash of having something said like Jim Crow South, Jim Crow America. Yeah, 1950s. Um, and so you, it's like you've got, you know, kind of like two demons on your back. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And and I know this comes out in August. So I, I'm like, I don't know where the conversation will be about, you know, today's happenings months down the line uh but i'm like you know what there's something about i know this comes kind of like from jordan peele um i think also jj abrams yeah um he has a really good um at least his production studio has a really good kind of niche of creating these uh horror stories that are carved out of the black experience um right so like for example Candyman hasn't come out but you know get out um and us. The, uh, yeah and us i was like there's the other one <laughs> uh yeah so i you know what it it looks really exciting to me and I, it, it's a show that anybody can watch you know it's a horror sure. show um um you know it just happens to have black leads but i i think it it looks interesting and it it i because of the way it is i think it might even continue to open up the discussion about you know race in our country um regardless of if monsters are <laughs> real or not. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, there's part of me that thinks like, is it like irresponsible to even have horrific monsters in a show that looks like it's going to take a, a pretty hard look at like, you know, actual monsters, like actual mm-hmm. monster systems that were in place and somehow still continue in the fifties. And then part of me is like, maybe like that's the hook. Like mm-hmm. you get people in, with like the spooky creep show element. And then 
then you slip in the lessons because that's kind of how like get out and us worked too yeah yeah they had like horror premises but then they talked about racial issues in a in a pretty clever entertaining way that and and folk were entertained but also hopefully a little enlightened and educated exactly yeah yeah it looks i would say i'm definitely more interested in watching now that i've kind of like you know kind of seen it It looks really very well done um yeah hbo yeah (laughs) Yeah, they they know what they're doing here so um and it's got uh like courtney b vance um journey smollett bell who was um who was in um soup not suicide squad uh birds of prey so it's kind of nice to see her back in something as well um but yeah i i would say i'm just like all around kind of excited for this Good. And I'm not like I, I told you I'm not like a huge horror fan, but I, I'll make an exception for this. <laughs> Penny Dreadful is still not that horrific. If you want, if you want to pick that up, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of HBO, by the way, and and Sherry says it looks good. Good, I think it looks good too. Or it could show a reckoning of racism in the end. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see where it goes. Oh, mm. and I, I should mention that the showrunner is a uh, Misha Green who created a show about the Underground Railroad for WN America called Underground. Yeah, that was, that was hugely popular. Yeah. yeah, that was big. So, like, the talent here, I think, is cause for being very interested and excited. Yeah. Yeah, out in August. Speaking of HBO, we're finally getting to lighter topics. Um, HBO Max has been out for a week now, the new streaming service on the block. Have you gotten much of a chance to, maybe not like, you know, watch hours and hours of content to peruse <laughs> what it's like because we both got it free with yeah. uh fan sided's direct tv account yeah so i cracked it open let me tell you why i'm big mad though i okay. watch a majority of my television on my television mm-hmm. <laughs> which i have roku that's weird hbo max does not have a roku app nor do they have a fire stick app, which I think is missing out. I believe I saw one report say it's like maybe a third of the streaming market nice. has these two devices. So I'm a little upset. <laughs> How do you not have that? Yeah. It sounds like yeah. an oversight. So I was on my laptop browsing it, um, oh. kind of just through their selection. And I really, I my overall impression is just, yes, this exists. Here are some movies, here are some TV shows. And it kind of just feels like any other Netflix or any other, you know, it's just in a, in a, a bunch of shows and movies and now they're together. It doesn't feel exciting. It doesn't feel like there's like sure. a theme or anything. I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm so upset about $14.99. You <laughs> know, still, just as of right now, it's not my price to pay, thankfully. But for the people out there, I'm upset for them. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I'll, I, I, I guess like I was just, um, it's very purple too. You notice how purple it is. Everything is purple. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. It's a great color. Um, I guess like I was just pleasantly surprised to find out that I get it for, that I got it for free. Um, that I, I didn't really have bad feelings for it. And I get it through my Xbox. So I didn't know about the Roku stuff. That does seem like a big oversight. Yeah. I mean, like once I was actually in, I thought it was fine. Like I'm with you. It, it doesn't like seem like it's widely distinguished over a Netflix or a Disney plus, but like I dig that they have these kind of classical selections. They have like, you know, Casablanca and they mm-hmm. have um, citizen Kane with it. I was like, Oh, I, I, I love that. Like I'll definitely watch some of those. 
I love the Studio Ghibli stuff. I was already, ooh, like, I'm going to, like, I haven't watched some of these. I'm definitely <laughs> going to watch those. Um, nothing original that I really want to see. But, I mean, there there are a lot of stuff on there that I could see myself watching. Like, I just sort of just stopped going to HBO Go and just, I'm watching, like, like Danny McBride stuff on HBO. I'm just like, I'll just watch on HBO Max. Why not? It's right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so there is, I think, a lot of good stuff there. I think the weirdest thing about it, though, I think you're right. It's these weird little oversights. Like, why no Roku? Why yeah. is it this expensive? And, like, what is the point of HBO Go and HBO Now now? <laughs> yeah, they really just need to kind of merge it all together at this point. Um, because yeah. I, one of the biggest... Uh, articles on fansided.com or at least on entertainment has been like what is the difference between HBO Go now and HBO Max mm-hmm. um, because it's like I'm I'm honestly like why didn't they just shut down those two apps all together like you can still I don't know yeah I really don't know <laughs> I have nothing to say on that and also, um, also the whole free stuff like I feel like a lot more folk would be like talking about it if they knew they could get it for free because I think that a lot of folk can. Like, th- there are quite a few kind of content providers you get it free through. But I feel right. like I didn't really know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I think the only draw, again, would kind of be... I, I feel like if you're already an HBO subscriber, then it's like, why not? Um, yeah. But as far as... I don't know. I, this is the one one day where I'm just like I just honestly I don't know what to say about it. I will I will say though the Studio Ghibli movies I was looking through and I was like okay finally because I have not really been able to find those anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'll say that's the that's the one thing I can put on my list about HBO Max that I'm kind of excited for. I never watched Porco Rosso or Kiki's Delivery Service and now I'll be yeah. able to at some point. So that'll be nice. <laughs> Sherry asked price differences, and I mean, I know that it costs as much as just having normal HBO, and I believe much HBO now, though I probably looked that up. I can't, don't, don't quote me on that. So at this point, they definitely seem duplicative, and just my organization mind just objects to this <laughs> and wants it to be streamlined. Yeah. Oh, it's a stressful one. And finally, uh, Mia, or anyone else out there, anyone watching anything new all that they want to discuss really briefly what have i been watching you know i really don't know community. i'm still continuing i'm still yeah i'm still continuing with community where I, are you I, community i just Paris. watched the remedial chaos theory so the one where they're blowing the die right? to yeah yeah um so that was really cool and of course i i was i finished space force since the last time we talked Fine. um <laughs> which i didn't give it a great review um I I've seen another, a couple of other reviews that were also like, it was kind of underwhelming and, um, but that that's still on, you know, that's still on Netflix. If you <laughs> want to watch it. Go ahead and watch it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just saw something recently where it said they are continuing with production for season two, even though Netflix didn't give them a green light, uh, for okay. season two. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure Netflix will anyway. Um, it's Steve Carell. You, can't go wrong with that even though they almost did with this <laughs> almost so, so you think that it kind of came out in the end okay like good enough to have a season two you know what yes i think they were finally it was just one of those things where they're finally finding their footing by season two and it's kind of like even like with the office 
season one where it's just like a slow sort of burn until things really pick up and you know michael yeah. goes from being the guy with the the tie like cutting off his circulation to the kind of laid back like he finds his character eventually so i think that's sure. what steve krill needs to do in this in this series very cool sherry says homecoming on netflix it's not boring it's a good show i mean i'm <laughs> still uh enjoying it mrs america i just finished it on oh, yeah. uh, fxx really really good to recommend that on hulu um, I actually kind of got back in the community since we were talking about it a little bit. Yeah. Just like, oh, this show was really good, wasn't it? This show was really funny. Just like watch the episodes of that. And um, Ken Burns' Vietnam documentary, for some reason, I started to watch. Oh. That's an epic one. That's like 15 hours I'll watch over the course of the next month. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah. I know they didn't read as many comments as usual, guys. It's a bit more of a somber one. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, and yeah. Oh, darn Price of HBO Max, 15 bucks. Diane is talking about the price of HBO Max. Maybe they wanted to keep keep the price similar, even though they're higher than any other streams. Yeah, that makes sense. But the thing of it is, it's still higher than any other stream. It still disadvantages them in the market. But if somebody folk get it free, it doesn't matter. And Julie says, I'm my third book of the Wheel of Time. Very cool, Julie. I am still on the second. I'm almost done with it, though. Very, very close to being done with it. (laughs) Um, and I will get on the third uh, soon. We should talk about the Wheel of Time, I think, on some, on some episode, because it's going to be a big deal, or hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll do that soon. All right. Anything else you want to say, Mia? Any other thoughts you have before we close out the day? No, no, no. Oh, I uh, I know we're not big gaming people, but I finally bought Mario Odyssey, or my, my brother bought Mario Odyssey for our Switch. So, um, so I've been playing that. I know I'm so late, but I'm enjoying that too. So I'm kind of like the, you know, the late person to everything. <laughs> but I might start late playing. Good, okay. I, I, I really enjoyed that one. I might start playing that Final Fantasy VII Part Two thing. Two, yeah. I would have earlier, but I like have a friend I play it with and the coronavirus, like <laughs> there's houses. So like now it's starting to maybe clear up. We'll see. Yeah. Everything's yeah. up in the air as usual. <laughs> We'll check back next week here at Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winter's Green Facebook page to see how things have progressed then. Until then, thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.